I did it. What's that, Ash? What'd you do? I did it all. I murdered my friends at that cabin. I murdered my sister Cheryl. The patient, the orderly. I did it all. Get the gum out of your ears and listen up, you inbred degenerate screwheads. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Richard. And I'm Chris. This is the Evil Dead cast, episode 23. And Rich, Whoa. last uh, couple days ago, was racing home to try and join us for our talk with Dana DiLorenzo, but you hit some traffic. Yeah. I usually don't get home till 4.30, so I was really jamming, and... uh I think I ruined my car, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was, uh, I, drive, I drove the minivan, and I was cornering so quick, oh. I think the front tire uh, <laughs> went under the rim. But anyways, I uh, didn't quite make oh, it, man. but I, I heard it, and it was good. Man, I like Dana. She's, she seems really uh, personable, talks a lot, too. I know. She's funny. <laughs> it was really fun talking to her. So I tweeted her, uh, you know, hey, thanks for being on the show. You were awesome or whatever, and she's like, Oh, thanks. It was a lot of fun. And you better send me a picture of that notebook or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's she right. was, she loves it. You took notes. I know. She was really obsessed with that idea. I know. It's pretty <laughs> funny. I mean, I don't yeah. want to burst your bubble and say, well, it's a MacBook Pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to send her a picture of that. Then, I got to send her a picture of some notebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You Draw send some. her a picture of a, a bunch of pictures of her. Like you're stalking her. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys didn't hear that, you should definitely check it out because she was super enthusiastic and, and, and really gave some good insight about what it's like to work on the show and was just real fun to talk to too. So I highly recommend you listen to that. One of my favorite ones that we've done so far. Yeah. I had a great time on, uh, talking to her. It was, it was amazing. I hope we get to do it again sometime like next year. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we will. All right, let's get into the main event. Attention shoppers, Deadcast Top 3 in 5, 4, 3, 2. All right, it's our Deadcast oh, Top 3. Laugh. It's Top 3 Highlights for Season 2, Episode 7, Delusion. Were you saying something, Delusion. Chris? Delusion. Oh, sorry. I just, I, I can't help but smile. Anytime you play that bumper, I kind of laugh to myself. Even the opening one, too. I just love hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today's opener was good. I, you know, it struck me, his voice, Ash, um, Bruce Campbell, I think he's become a pretty good actor. He had a lot of distress in his voice. Yeah, there. that was a great scene. And usually, you know, the openers are funny, but I thought it would be cool to play a more serious one this time, because that seemed... A little unnerving to hear him talk like that to me. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess his uh, time has finally come. He's nuts. So, uh, <laughs> what did you guys think of the episode in general? Oh, I liked it. It was good. Uh, uh, I was I was musing because you know the last episode there wasn't a lot of Ash isms. There wasn't a lot of Ash talk. So. It wasn't a lot to type. And this time, like in the first 10 minutes, I was typing like crazy because oh, no. he was just saying a whole bunch of <laughs> funny <too>. things. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
It's like you want to type out the whole script just about. Yeah. We should just reenact the episodes here. That might be not funny at all. But, Let's get uh, our own puppets. <laughs> oh, yes, our own puppets. Uh, I like this episode, too. Um, you guys were sort of saying this was kind of mostly the Bruce Campbell show, and he did a really good job. And I felt like it was kind of an interesting change of pace a little bit for mm -hmm. the episode because uh it was a bit of ash flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah it was it was all inside his head i think we can agree on so, I think so. um yeah so i i liked it a lot you know it was it was fun to watch and it was fun to watch the other actors like do different sort of different characters a little bit right and yeah, yeah. um in a way, I wish we had uh, interviewed Dana after this episode because yeah. she yeah. got to do something totally different. And she played a good crazy chick, too. Yeah, really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was scary. I hadn't thought about it that this was very much focused on Ash in a way that the episodes haven't been lately, but uh, that made it great. That made it really great. Yeah, and as as much as I love that they're giving the other characters plenty to do and, right, you know, making them real characters. It's still nice to see one where we focus on, on Ash. Cause you know, evil dead is all about Ash. So. And one thing that we talked about with Dana was how the show and she brought, we talk about it all the time, but she's the one who brought it up in the interview that it, they change it up so much and they do different genres. And yet again, we have something very different than what we've seen crazy ash in an insane asylum of his own mind mm -hmm. and uh, i love that and i like you know the atmosphere the dim uneven lighting and dirty and peeling paint and all that so it was just a good backdrop for a great episode i thought i mean it, it seemed a little um i don't know like a little repetitive at times but um i still liked it a lot yeah Everybody was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Does nobody ever take care, like, do any building maintenance in this universe? Like, the, <laughs> yeah, really, the, yeah. this place is, like, basically falling apart and the paint's peeling off. The morgue is in the same condition. I mean, it's I guess Michigan. They, they, they don't have a lot of money. <laughs> they take care of their, yeah. their bar, I guess. It's in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the bull, the mechanical bull is always tip top yeah. shape. You got to keep that thing running. <laughs> yeah. Crash up derby was okay. Too. <laughs> oh, it was in amazing condition. That's right. So they know what's important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our top three. Rich, what's your number three? Uh, I like the puppet. That's my number three. I thought it was kind of, I don't like puppets. Okay. Let me put that out there. They kind of creep me out. Dolls actually. But, um, I don't know how to feel about the puppet, but it's kind of nice that they put something in there that was different. At first, I was kind of like, oh, this is corny. I don't know. But then Ash kind of befriended the puppet and started talking to him. And I was like, oh, that's what Ash would do, actually. He'd take a bad situation and turn it to his advantage. And then it got kind of evil, and it scared me a little bit. So. <laughs> well, you remember <laughs> when the puppet said something... Oh, what was it? Something about Ash's nub. And then they had a good laugh and Ash said, that's exactly yeah. what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kind of made me forget about the corniness of it all right. for a little bit there. Right. Yeah. What do you say? I like, I like where your head's at almost as much as like where your <laughs> that's nub's at. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and then, the, but the, I love that because, you know, the opening scene was a lot of the crazy scenes from Evil Dead that I love so much with him. I think there was even one of him laughing maniacally. And when they started laughing, it kind of turned into that. <laughs> you see their yeah. shadows against the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it cracked me up too, because uh, when they were hiding 
in the hallway from uh, from Pablo the Guardi. I don't know if you caught it, but he covered the puppet's mouth with his hand to touch him mm-hmm. up. I thought that was funny. I cracked it. Yeah, that's uh, a nice touch. Yeah, and then there was part where Kelly says, I'll distract him. You get the door, and the puppet nods. <laughs> so just little yeah. subtle things like that. <laughs> so yeah. here's a couple. Here's a bit of the dialogue between Ash and the puppet. This is dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're old. You're short. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's before they became friends. Yeah. <laughs> You're short. Sounds like my wife and I, actually. <laughs> it does sound like you and your wife. Totally. <laughs> I, uh, I love the puppet because, yeah, when you first see the puppet, I think the doctor has it. And then there's a weird camera trick. And all of a sudden, it's on Ash's hand. And he's looking at it like, how did that get there? And then it starts talking. Yeah. So it seems mm-hmm. like it has a mind of its own. So it's funny and creepy at the same time, which is, I, th- I think that sort of exemplifies this show. So that was great. And it just added yeah. a, an, a little extra level of insanity to this episode, right? To, yes. to all of a sudden have a puppet and, and have it represent a part of Ash's mind. And have it talk back to him and stuff like that. And I liked how towards the end, when Ash is sneaking around trying to escape, uh, you see like the puppet come around corners first. And then when they look into uh, <laughs> Kelly's cell, the, you know, the puppet looks through the window first and then Ash looks through the window. So it's almost like the puppet's leading him at that point. <laughs> you can tell they were having yeah. fun with that puppet. <laughs> oh, totally. The ashy slashy puppet. <laughs> and yeah, it could have easily been corny, but it just fit right in, I thought. It was great. Yeah. It did. I was afraid it was going to be corny, but he made it work. I think they should sell those puppets. They could be a big seller. Merchandise. <laughs> I know. Uh, ashy slashy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I want to see some of the outtakes. I bet you he has some I great know. outtakes on that. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a probably... That's That sounds seems like a Blu-ray extra right there. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I wonder if the puppet will ever come back. I hope so. kind of hope so. Oh, Chuck came back for a little bit. <laughs> Not too long. <laughs> no. Just enough time to fry. Um, so my number three would be, I mean, we got to talk about Ball and what he was doing. Um, obviously, he is the doctor. Um, it's the same actor, right? That was playing the doctor yeah. that plays Ball? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then when he briefly transformed into him with the hair, it was, you could tell it was the same guy. But I must admit, I wasn't 100% sure at first because uh, I'm not familiar with that actor other than from this show so i don't really recognize him when i see him but it was um but what exactly was he trying to do it's i guess he needs to destroy the book so that they can't use it to send him back to hell and that obviously is them setting up that ash has to try to destroy pablo I guess, mm-hmm. towards the end of this season. So, mm-hmm. so that was the whole point of this episode was to brainwash Ash yeah. to kill Pablo, basically. Pretty much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I see where we're going sort of now having Ash come out of this and be uh, be against his friends, at least for, for a time being. But mm-hmm. there was also a scene where the doctor says, um, you're not the jefe, Ash. You're not the savior of humanity. Kill the book, Ash. You will be my henchman. You will be my slaughter man. So... Is there any more to that? Like, I, I, I almost feel like Ball is trying to convince Ash to to work for him in other ways, not just to destroy the book. But maybe it really is just about getting rid of the book so he can stay on Earth. Um, yeah, I felt he was trying to turn him. I mean, that's what you do with strong people, right? Yeah. If you're evil, you want to make them part of your entourage. <laughs> your evil entourage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I didn't think about it, but this sort of aligns with what's going on in Walking Dead a little bit with Daryl. I won't talk about that too much because it might be a spoiler, but. Oh, yeah. Way to go. Uh, (laughs) I guess in a way it does, but that's got to be a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I I just thought it was, uh, you know, if there was anything more to what to what Ball was doing, but it's it's really kind of just setting up the last few episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if we'll get more than one episode though, with Ash going after Pablo, uh, cause there's only three left. So I'm thinking one, you know, going yeah, after Pablo, then so he'll turn back. That I it doubt does. it would last longer than next episode. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah. as far as him being a henchman for other things, I think my guess is his main goal is to get him to kill Pablo. And then if he can get more out of him, that's a bonus. But we won't really know until we see. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but I am I am sort of looking forward to seeing seeing how Pablo and I guess the rest of the, the characters react to Ash waking up from this nightmare and yeah. being like, hey, um, I got to take you out. So that should be that could be fun. <laughs> how they're going to deal with that without killing him. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a few episodes ago, we were wondering how Ash was going to have to deal with facing his car. The possessed oh, yeah. car. Now we're yeah. wondering how Pablo and Kelly are going to have to deal facing a brainwashed Ash. Brainwashed Ash, yeah, <laughs> should be should be. Well, fun. I I don't know. I have some thoughts on that, but I'll I'll save it for my Go number ahead. one. Well, you could say it now, and then just when we get to number one, say we already talked about that. All right. Well, you know how he was looking out the window towards the end there, and he saw the Delta with uh, the with yeah. The I three didn't friends. quite get what was going on there. Was that Ash or Pablo and Kelly coming out of the Delta? Yeah, I think that was okay. Ruby, Kelly, and Pablo coming out of the Delta to come get him. In fact, I rewound it and I looked at it again, and Pablo's hopping out of the uh, out of the car with his uh, phone. He's looking at his phone. So my first thought was immediately, "Oh, he he tracked him down with his pet tracker. That's what he did." Oh, so they're coming to get him, right? And I think Ash, in his delusions, uh, saw you know had a moment of clarity there. So he's like, oh, okay. So now I know that this is all bullshit, like I suspected. And then he, you know, he started to play bail with his own game. There, I don't think he actually interesting. Went nuts, I was sort of I wondering think. that. Yeah, because but, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that's what he was it, doing. It it seemed a little weak to me that he did turn, but I was thinking, okay, how did he get broken? Well, he thought he saw himself repeatedly on TV killing Pablo and Kelly or their doppelgangers or whatever. And then Linda came and and Linda was the only one that was who he remembered her to be. But, you know, she said she'd been coming to visit him there for 30 years. So I guess that's sort of those two things broke him. But um, it didn't seem quite believable. But I was sort of like, eh, maybe, you know, I I just sort of assumed that he was. But I I did sort of wonder. But the, the question I have then is. If he saw Pablo and Kelly come in the Delta, how could that be if it was all in his head? Yeah, that's... I, I don't think it was. <laughs> I think he was... I think Ball was creating an illusion around him. Because there's points But he was really he was, in a building. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he's really in, like, a, you know, a building of some sort of... An abandoned building, abandoned. probably, and mm-hmm. Ball's putting this illusion. And he has these moments of clarity. That's what I think okay. was going on. Yeah, maybe, you're, maybe so. Because I, I didn't get that otherwise, why he saw the Delta... Yeah, that could yeah. make some sense, Rich, that he's I didn't think of that either. I was thinking this is all in Ash's mind. And like he was knocked out at the end of the ep- 
the episode before, and now this is this is Ball manipulating his sort of nightmare, kind of his his mind. Yeah, um, like Freddy Krueger, yeah. right? But then, but then, yeah, looking out the window and seeing them just get out of the car. Why would Ball inject that into the nightmare? It doesn't seem to make sense. But if he's in a physical location, and then he looks out, and so he's kind of looking out into the real world, um, and seeing that, it could make some sense. It could. It could work a little bit, but, but then you're saying, so, so Ash isn't really brainwashed at the end. He sees them out there. So he's going along with, with ball to sort of yeah, fool him. I think he starts to play ball at his own game. Yeah, right. But then I thought, well, that seems kind of a bit cerebral for Ash. So I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. There's still a little bit of a question. Right. There, you know? Yeah. To me, it seemed, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, I'm not sure, but if I had to guess or had to bet, I would say that he was broken when then when um, the doctor slash ball said, do you know what you have to do next? And he was like, no, you know, he just seemed really shaken up. Like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My turn. So I just love the premise. We've kind of talked about it, but I love that it's all about sort of playing with Ash's mind and, you know, that everything we've seen from Ash has been a hallucination he made up to deal with murdering his friends and his sister in the cabin is a great idea. And if this wasn't a series, if it was a movie, then they could really play with making us wonder that. But since we know it's a series and also it's the same actor that plays, well, it's sort of like the wizard of Oz thing. You know, you get, you have um, the nurse Ruby and Mm -hmm. uh, Pablo, the intern or whatever he is. And Kelly, the insane insane person that yeah. uh you could think okay well maybe ash just made up these characters based on the people around him and this could actually be a the start of a great sequel to the evil dead movies and yeah. and it would also explain help explain why some things in the movies don't line up that well like different people in the first and second movie yeah because he's just insane <laughs> but uh Either way, because I, I, you know, I don't think either of us, any of us really bought into it, but, um, even so it's a fun premise to see ball try to make Ash crazy. And, and because we get to see him all off balance, which I love the most. And this is like the most off balance because he's totally out of his territory. He's yeah. in, he's in uh, ball's world here. He he even called it right almost right away. He said, "You're ball, and you wanna you want me to give you the book because you know it can send you back." The only thing he missed yeah. was that actually he wants him to kill Pablo, but he was pretty close. Yeah, I like I like Ash's sustainable personality. <laughs> he takes care of himself. His first reaction to the psychologist was to laugh. Ha ha! I don't even have health care. You know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Jason, as you said. Um, Ash figures it out right away. Like basically as soon as he wakes up in there, yeah. he figures out right away who ball is and what he's trying to do. But then from there, he kind of goes insane instead of, instead of starting insane and getting to his, you know, point of clarity or breaking or whatever, he kind of figures it out right at the beginning and then goes crazy from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, you know, with ball tormenting him the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. So it, it was kind of reversed or they, yeah, which is, I didn't really think about it at the time, but they almost told it, told it a little bit backwards. Sort of. Yeah. And, and they kind of, that sort of goes along with, if it was a movie, maybe they wouldn't do that because the audience might be questioning it. But since we know that it can't be that, it can't be that Ash 
hallucinated everything that we've seen, then they're yeah. not even going to bother trying to make us think it. They're just going to show yeah. us ball trying to make Ash think it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. We know it. And, and Ash yeah. knows it. There's no reason. There's no point in trying to right. string us along. Yeah. 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 I like too how ball, uh, kind of had a little, a, a, he had, he admitted right in the middle when he was talking to Ash, you know, he said, uh, most people after a brief discussion, see things my way, but not you, Ash. You know, a, a kind of think I think a foreshadowing, oh, alluding yeah. to the fact that Ash is a tough nut to crack. You know, yeah, He's, yeah, that's right. Because that sounds like just, a weird thing for a psychologist or a, or a psychiatrist to say, but it totally makes sense for Ball because we've seen him whisper things to people a lot. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Rich, what's your number two? Number two, uh, I I thought Kelly did a great job. Yeah, she creeped me out, man, with her scene in the in the. Uh, crazy house there i i was like holy cow is that the same actress at first mm-hmm. i didn't recognize her and then uh when she started acting like uh she was nuts i was really impressed uh i think probably too i i watched this right after i listened to your podcast with her too so i was really impressed with the acting in this overall and then uh ash i mean uh, bruce campbell he you know he scared me a little bit there i was like oh no ash is losing it he you know he's really come into his own as an actor also uh, I really liked the acting in this uh, episode. It was awesome. Yeah, overall, it was really good. Pablo didn't very, he hardly had a line, I think. He didn't say much, but like he was good as well. And the guy who plays ball, I think I said already, was was really good. So um, I think the, the, first in, the first scene with Kelly was actually really creepy when she's like on, in the corner on the bed and she's all in yeah. the dark and you can't see her. And then, of course, she starts breaking her fingers. That's the worst. Oh, it was like oh, so, yeah. so nasty. Greeting yeah, my teeth so together. gross. You can add that to the list of things that make your sphincters tighten up. (laughs) Yes. I didn't realize we were keeping that list, but someone should write it down. There's like, how many things are on that list of yours, Rich? (laughs) There's a a new one added every time I watch this show, I swear. Episode two. (laughs) For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, Pablo... um, you know, Kelly did a great job, and then uh, yeah. oh yeah, and then Ruby was the nurse. Hey hey, hello mm-hmm. nurse. You look good. <laughs> and then you got uh, Pablo though. He was the only one that didn't uh, it didn't quite fit for me. Uh, I don't know. He didn't he didn't seem to do. I think it was because of his haircut. <laughs> what I thought with Pablo, you know, it was weird because he's such a nice guy. Seeing him be an asshole. Uh, which yeah. was interesting, you know, it was cool to see them play different parts. But uh, I think the reason why they did that was just one little extra thing to make Ash want to or be okay with killing him because Pablo just beat him severely a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, Pablo, you're right. He He's usually such a nice guy. And in this, he was an asshole. And Kelly, she's probably the least crazy of the whole team yet in this, she was the most crazy. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, they kind of flipped their characters right you know, opposite of what they usually are. Yeah. Different anyway. Yeah. Well, different. Kelly's still a badass bitch either way. (laughs) Until she got her jaw ripped off. That was pretty gross. Yeah. Gruesome. (laughs) The finger thing. And then seeing Pablo and Kelly all mutilated like that were pretty, uh, pretty gruesome in this episode. Yeah, yeah, you know, and this this episode didn't have the gratuitous gore. It had plenty of gore, but it all it was all tied into something. It meant it yeah. meant more, you know. No dead eyes, like horrific gore. Yeah, 
Chris, is your turn, number two? Yeah, so uh, my number two you touched on a little bit, I think, and it's just the idea that Ash, Ash is actually a murderer. Um, you know, we all know that he's not really, and he was forced into killing his friends and stuff like that, but I, I felt like they've started, they've explored that idea in this season a little bit more than ever and in, in detail, because of course, all season they get to the town and the first thing that happens is all the townsfolk accuse him of being a murderer and he Mm -hmm. finds out about this nickname they've they've had for him and basically that's his legacy in this town right he's the guy who killed all his friends and then fled the fled the state or whatever um and part of this episode for me it wasn't just ash hallucinating this encounter with ball so that ball could convince him to to destroy the book but it was ash struggling with this idea himself a little bit that he is you know a murderer sort of and i felt like it's kind of a serious subject for an evil dead show uh yeah. but they've been doing it all all season long and and i think you know it's made ash a little bit crazy and he feels a little bit guilty and those are things that they've never really touched on with a character like ash before so this season but and this episode in general i thought are kind of um they're fleshing out Ash as a character, like way more than he ever has, has been before. You know, he's a little bit deeper than he, he has been at any point, which I think is cool. I think it's deeper, but I don't, I I think in the movies, he seems like he's going nuts and he also feels incredibly guilty for killing his girlfriend and his friends. I don't know, man. I don't know if that guilt comes across in, in the the first one. Yeah, maybe in the first one, more than Evil Dead 2. And I, I, I actually rewatched Army of Darkness the other day. Um, well, I was honestly, I was doing something else while it was on, but I was paying attention partially. And there's <laughs> like none of that in that movie. That's just all. Yeah. Um, Over time, you got you less know, comedy and stuff. Yeah, very much so. But <laughs> they're bringing it back here. I think yeah. they're making Ash That's a deeper good. character by making him uh, injecting some guilt into him pretty much for what he mm-hmm. did. So. I we, think, that I was think cool. we should try to make some of our listeners go crazy. <laughs> Megan, Megan, look behind you. <laughs> it's Tim. Trump. Watch out, Tim. It's Trump. <laughs> Run! Run! Run away. Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> we don't want to talk about that. Let's talk no. about my number two, which is. The craziness. So it starts with a quick montage of a lot of crazy parts of Evil Dead movies. And I love how this series continues to mine different aspects of the Evil Dead movies. They're obviously very reverent of those. And that makes me feel good. And uh, it made me hope to see something as manic in this as he got in those movies. And it came close, like that laughing scene with the puppet. And even uh, towards the end when he really did seem to be buying into it, but he still, it it still wasn't quite, I wanted to see more like inanimate objects laughing at him. I mean, I wish they would just recreate some of that stuff almost. Uh, Right. That was pretty cool. But I still like that he's off balance and the puppet was really crazy. And uh, yeah, I guess we've talked about all the other things, but I just love that the center, the theme of this episode was insanity. But the, yeah, and the closest cool. they came to like inanimate objects, I think, is when he leaned leaned against the wall and his arm went right through it, and something in there grabbed oh, that's him. Right, like, yeah, that was pretty uh, cool. Yeah. We, we didn't and really then the see hallway what it started was. turning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the hallway turning. That. 
Me too. That was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> and I, I wrote down that I wish there was more of that, but I don't know if I totally feel that way because they could have easily overdone it. But I love a good rotating room scene. And, <laughs> and, uh, and the way he um, tried to catch his balance was perfect. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Exactly. And, and just stuff hanging off the walls. And he looked funny doing it, but also really freaked out. So it was good. Yeah. <laughs> his facial expressions. Hey, was, uh, was Ash the, uh, was Bruce Campbell the voice of the puppet? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It didn't sound like him. No. But then maybe was he was it? doing a different voice. Maybe it was um, Rob Tappert. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know. It didn't sound like if him only, to me. If only but, there was a way to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> if only we had some like internet or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of database. We'll find out. Like a movie database. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Someone needs to invent that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Richard, you you already did your number one, right? Yeah, pretty much. My number one was uh, was the uh, the overall plot there at the end. Do you have another number I, one, or should we just go? I think I figured it out. You're good. Uh, let's see here. I look at my notes. Um, uh, no. Okay. But Chet loved Cheryl. That's right. Well, at least that's yeah. what hallucinatory Chet says. No, that's true, uh, huh? It wasn't really him. Ash broke his heart when he killed his sister. <laughs> I wrote, oh no, Chet loved Cheryl. That's sad. <laughs> it was kind of interesting to stick Chet in there. It didn't really serve too much of a purpose, but it was like, hey, here's another dose of Chet. Yeah. You always need an extra dose of Chet. <laughs> then they fried him, <laughs> fricasseed him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris. What's yours? Well, my, my number one was the puppet, which we've really, uh, really talked about already. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. Injected some insanity, extra insanity into the episode. Um, but uh, if I wanted to talk about something else, maybe the um, shock therapy scene. Uh, obviously, Chet died, as we were just saying. But even Ash just uh, I thought he was funny during that scene, uh, saying things like that was a little too that was a little spicy even for me, Doc, when they <laughs> yeah. when he turns when up they the first power. do it. They're like, <laughs> and he goes, woo. Yeah. He said exactly. something about whippets. Or Whoa, that's like doing whippets. whippets. Can we do it again? <laughs> yeah, he really seemed to be enjoying it. So uh, um, that was good. And the way he was like drooling and foaming all over the place, it was sort of gross, but. I don't know. He probably had a good time doing it. So it looked uh, cool. <laughs> I enjoyed that and it looked cool. Yeah. And then at the very end, right before Ash breaks and the doctor comes in and says that we're sending you to a different facility where something like the uh, treatments aren't as progressive as mine. And he says that the, the treatment at this other place is going to be barbaric. And I'm like, you just electrocuted the guy and you've know, been tormenting them this whole time and you're sending him somewhere worse. <laughs> I mean, come on. So in this like total cesspit of a place. Well, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I thought that was sort of hilarious too. I didn't quite understand all that, that uh, shock therapy scene. I mean, how come Ash survived, but Chet got fried? I mean, Ash is, I mean, that seems to, that seems like it would empower Ash. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into yeah. it too much. Huh? Yeah, I, did, I totally, I didn't quite get it either, but. Some kind of short circuit and Chet got the yeah. uh, triple dose and he fried. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Excuse to put a, a fry face on there. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my number one, another thing that I kind of like about the premise is it allows for some supernatural things to happen 
even though the the idea is that okay no ash you just imagine everything these deadites don't exist you're a killer but then there's still like whispers and the bed shaking and the puppet appears on his hand and when a puppet's thrown against the wall it slides down leaving a smear of blood or oh, you yeah. know that then it's just like the whole hallway is turning and we talked about his hand breaking through the wall and gets put put it pulled in and there's like eerie laughs in the background and all this stuff that can all still fit in with that storyline because the idea is that ash is insane so he could be hallucinating all that stuff and you know bruce did such a good job of acting like he was in distress too and uh and ash being you know mentally uh tortured like that I, I i was getting worried and i kept thinking oh man ash is gonna kick so much ass when he gets out of this <laughs> <laughs> when he comes Can't back wait to the final showdown now yeah totally. oh yeah all right what are some good lines i liked when ash said he'd be drinking glue and sniffing booze <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the only one to mess up his own mind huh? of course um when he suck my saggy bills ball yeah, that was my next one. That that was a really good one. Uh, the puppet said, or no, he, he said to the puppet, get your filthy puppet butthole off my arm, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. I hear that one. <laughs> he uh, said, I hate puppets, even stunningly handsome ones. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's him, of course. Uh, Kelly said, what the Fraggle Rock is that? <laughs> which I thought was a great callback. I used to love Fraggle Rock when I was a kid, and uh, I assume you. Well, you guys are old enough to remember it, so yeah. Down in Fraggle Rock, yeah. There you go. I like it when he was uh, when he had Ball by the throat. He's like, just like I killed your father. <laughs> I didn't really kill your father. That <laughs> yeah. just sounded kind of cool. Seemed fun to say. That. Yeah, <laughs> that had me confused for a second. I'm like, wait, did did he was. And then he said, no, I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> the last one for me is when they go to get Kelly and Puppet's there and Puppet says, look at her. She's fine and yeah. filthy. No, he said it. He goes, Ash goes, and filthy. I know. <laughs> oh, really? No. I, I thought so, Puppet yeah. said that. I oh, want, okay. I, I want, she goes, she, or no, no, no. The Puppet said, she's filthy. And then he goes, and fine. I know. Which huh. is a callback to episode one, season one, episode one. Yeah, yeah. I like it when he called Ball Poindexter. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> yeah. that is. It, it's just like, it's like a general term that means nerd. Me, Poindexter. Yeah, it's just a term. <laughs> You're such a geek. Mm, okay. Yeah. Nerd or geek. Ash said, Ruby said this would be hard. Buddy, I've had harder turds. You're <laughs> <demon>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I liked when he said, oh, God, somebody light a candle. Smells like death in here. And then he goes. takes <laughs> 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 a big and then, sniff. And then, he, and then he tells her, you don't smell so sweet. Nothing that 10 or 11 showers can't fix <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Or Kelly's like, I know who you are. Murderer. Murderer. And Ash goes, shh, inside voice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, he doesn't tell you I'm not a murderer. It's just quiet down. That was funny. Oh, it was funny when Ash, in the scene, uh, uh, when he's in the like cafeteria area and he wheels, you know, Ash, uh, Ruby's the nurse and she's consulting with somebody or feeding somebody and Ash wheels his wheelchair over there to Ruby. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he jumps out of his wheelchair and starts <laughs> knocking stuff over. It's like, what the hell? Why did he wheel it over there? That's, that's so Ash. That's great. Yeah. 
He just wants a free ride for yeah. a little while. He said, He's probably going to spin it to try and put a hit on her or something. <laughs> he said, hey, after we get out, how about a little role play? Maybe Nurse Ratchet needs yeah. a little injection from Dr. Groovy. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> See? Another Cuckoo's Nest uh, reference right there. <laughs> yeah. That was a total Cuckoo's Nest scene when he was staring at the TV and all the inmates were acting insane behind him in different yep. ways. Yeah, uh, for sure. Another little one that I liked is when he uh, he's in that room and he turns and there's Kelly and there's a whang and he goes, whoa, Jesus, you almost scared me. Like almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was so, a good one. Good one. Yeah. All right. Any notes? I do not have any, actually. No, not this time. Rich? I think I just said them all. I had a couple. So his hand. He's got it all wrapped up, but what is supposed to be under there? It looks like a mitten with an opposable thumb. Mm. Right. Well, he is needs supposed to he be needs thumb usage, or? I guess. <laughs> What'd you say? I guess he needs some thumb usage. I mean, but, but why it, not just put a mitten it, on? Is his thumb, <laughs> is his hand supposed to be gone or not? Uh, I think he was trying to get him to think his hand was there, but I don't know. Maybe he couldn't make him believe it or something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite get what or, that was about. He's just trying to hide anything that had to do with him being at the cabin, right? Oh no, because he said he was at the cabin, though. I don't know. Yeah, because I guess if he had killed all his friends and there were no deadites, then he would have no reason to cut off his own hand. So maybe yeah. he was trying to make him think he had a hand. Uh, the crumpled sketch of the Necronomicon face on the wall, I think, is the same one that Pablo drew in the back of the car. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And then the the sketch of Pablo at the very last scene, though, where did that come from? I think that was just to really let anyone who didn't get it know what was yeah. going on. That's yeah. right. F.A. I, I like how they pay respect to a lot that's come before and bring in elements. And uh, like when Kelly said, so they can't survive in sunlight and ash was like those are vampires wait there was that one time that sunlight did work which i think is a reference to the yeah. movies that the deadites were uh, vulnerable to sunlight at one point yeah, cut that too ash says i double dog dare you to do something and it made me wonder if kids still say that or is that something from our time only i don't know i'm not sure i know. know i know it's <laughs> Yeah, that's right. All you kids out there. I know my kids don't say it. It's from, I, at least I haven't heard them You're say right. it, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't hear it at school. Oh, yeah. You'd have, you'd have a good idea, actually, of what yeah. the kids these days are saying. They say neck. Like when you do something stupid, they're like, that's a neck. And then they slap you on the back of the neck. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I think it Weird. used to be like in the 80s and when, when we were in school, we used to say face. Yeah, facial like, tissue. Facial <laughs> tissue. Yeah. <laughs> so the oh. last one was, I just kind of wonder why Ball just doesn't kill Pablo, but maybe there's some magical reason he can't or something. Oh, I do have a note. I like the funny mirror effect. When he looked in the mirror and he was all funny looking. That was a good touch to the kind of the insane asylum. I don't remember that. Overview. Neither do I. Hmm. Yeah, it was when he first met Ball. He was walking around the room trying to figure out where he was. And he glanced over at a mirror and it made him look all funny. Like the, you know, the funny mirrors at the Fun carnival. House, yeah. yeah, like a fat mirror or a skinny mirror or Unsettling. something. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, too. And then 
Um, I, I paused the, the show so I could type some notes and I paused it right on the intro, you know, when he, when he, when Ash hit the ground after being drugged and the splash came up on the screen. Did you see his dentures? Oh, his yeah. teeth fell out. Yeah. yeah. His teeth came out of his face <laughs> and it was right there on my screen frozen. That was funny. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> All right. I think that's good. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. He he. Ha ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes. And they're coming to All right, it's time for the news. Let's see. Up first is from DailyDead.com, a wonderful website. Ash versus Evil Dead. Exclusive video goes behind the scenes of Cheryl's return in episode 206. So on uh, the DailyDead.com, there's a link where you can watch a little thing that Stars put out about uh, the actress who played Cheryl as returning to episode 206. Uh, it says Ash's past literally came back to haunt him and quite possibly kill him in the latest episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Diehead, die hard horror fans, no doubt, noticed that Ellen Sandwis, uh reprised her role as Ash's sister show from 1981's Evil Dead. And our exclusive behind the scenes video explores her return to the demonic role. She mentioned uh, in the vid that she was wearing the same clothes as in the original movie 31 years ago. <laughs> That's some good attention to detail right there. Yeah. She must also have kept her from Daily on. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did look good. Also from DailyDead.com, uh, you can see photos of Nika's new Ash versus Evil Dead figures. That's N-E-C-A. I guess you pronounce it Nika's. At this year's San Diego Comic-Con, Nika revealed a new Ash versus Evil Dead figure that will be released along with two demon spawn figures. Uh, like Ruby's children i think is what they're referring to now they showcase their ash versus demon spawn three pack and they're all glory in a batch of recent photos no let me reread that <laughs> now they showcase their ash versus demon spawn three pack and all their glory in a batch of recent photos the thoroughly bloodied ash stands nearly seven inches tall and comes with chainsaw and shotgun that fits in the back holster each demon spawn has a unique head sculpt and is fully posable standing five and a half inches tall window box packaging it looks pretty cool so if you're a collector you might want to check that out yeah oh the demon spawn are gross yeah they look now, good yeah yeah I, I, if i had that in my uh office nico would probably get creeped out by it <laughs> yeah and they were the cool part is they're fully posable so like mm -hmm. in some of the pictures you can see they put one up in the corner with its hands and its feet in the corner like staring <laughs> down at you <laughs> creepy man all right from GameAndGuide.com. Uh, they were running some numbers from Forbes, so I thought it was interesting. It says, uh, "Meanwhile, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead season two's ratings did not drop this week compared to the previous week, according to Forbes. However, it did not mean that the ratings grew, but stayed exactly the same." Ash vs. Evil Dead's fourth episode scored 274,000 viewers as well as its fifth and sixth episode. So it looks like our viewership is staying right about the same at a quarter million. I hope the closing episode will increase viewership. 
these last few closing episodes. They're pretty interesting. Yeah, number six, uh, Trapped Inside, was up a bit compared to that. It was 330,000. Awesome. That's good. But it's very yeah. low, seems like. It yeah. is very, very low. The season two premiere was 436. So it hasn't, it's gone down since then, but fairly consistent uh, across episode to episode. But you're right, Jason. It's not exactly a huge number for a TV show. What's uh, Walking Dead's viewership like? <laughs> At usually at least twelve million. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a record-breaking show. It is. It's the number one, you know, cable show. So uh, it's hard to compare to that. But uh, I mean, it feels to anyways. me they're putting so much into this, and, and and there's so much work and sweat and tears and love going into it. Obviously, and they're making it great. They're not. They're not phoning it in or going through the motions at all. And I think they really are taking to heart what uh, Bruce Campbell's been saying that this is going to live past just these initial airings and it'll be for years to come like a collectible and, you know, be played on iTunes and everything like that. Yeah. Kudos to Showtime. Cult hits. They may be the only way that they may be the only no, station stars. that can do that. Like stars. Or, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> stars. Yeah. <laughs> the subscription channels. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think he's, I think he's right about that. Like I can totally see myself rewatching this. Yeah. Like plenty yeah, of times, and showing you know, it to other people and showing it to other people. That's right. I know, you know, if you've come across somebody who's a fan of evil dead, but for whatever reason, couldn't get stars or just isn't much of a TV watcher, you know, I'd definitely introduce this to them. So yeah. And I could actually always years. tell, I always mention to people, have you been watching this? You got it. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and this would be the perfect show to binge watch too. just one episode after another. They're short. Quick, yeah, abs- that's that's kind of why I like them. Well, I mean, not really why, but I, why I could see myself rewatching them. It's short; you can put it on in twenty five minutes, and it's done. And it's good. It's good TV. Yeah. You guys gonna buy the DVD? I got the DVD of season one. Oh, did you? Yeah, I haven't checked about out the it. features yet, but I got it or the Blu-ray. Cool. cool. All right from uh, from Salon dot com. Uh, titled Big Bang with Blood, How Ash vs. Evil Dead Became a Horror Comedy That Flips Gender Roles. So Salon uh, did an interview with producer Rob Tappert, and uh, Tappert probably didn't set out to do what the show is doing right now. What he wanted was to create a Big Bang Theory with horror and blood. There are parallels between Ash and the top-rated comedy Big Bang Theory on television, soft as they may be. It's a Tappert goes on to say it's a group of characters with a schlemiel in the middle and he is challenged and his friends uh challenge him for his thinking tappert explained in the interview uh he went on to say uh i admire that show for a bunch of reasons and it has longevity we're not that show but it's like a family that comes together and deals with outside forces the main difference our outside forces kill people and cause tremendous discharge of bodily fluids <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. He actually set out to make a Big Bang Theory with horror and blood. I don't think he they succeeded at all. No, <laughs> I don't either. And he he said that too. He said it's not what it right, turned out right. to be, but that's what we were thinking. I think it's better than that. Yeah. I've not. I've never really been a fan of Big Bang Theory, so I haven't seen very much of it at all. But I don't feel like they've done that either. I. Doesn't feel the same at all to me. Yeah. All right. And finally, Bruce Campbell has penned a new book. Next summer, it will be time to hail to the chin, baby. 
when Bruce Campbell's new book hits shelves. Written with Craig Sanborn and scheduled to come out in hardcover on August 8th, 2017 from St. Martin's Press. Hail to the Chin, Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor's Campbell's follow-up book to his 2002's If Chins Could Kill. Bruce says about the book, I realize it's been 15 years since the first book, and there's been a lot of crazy stuff I've been involved with going to Iraq in 09 to see the troops, making movies in Colombia. There are a lot more stories to tell. So that's coming out from St. Martin's Press probably around August of next year. Cool. And uh, he's going to do a three-month tour to support it. So if you're into books, you might get to see him, have him sign it. Oh, yeah, man. We should go. We cool. should try to see him. I bet he'll come to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, this will be his third book, right? Because he wrote If Chins Could Kill, Could Kill, and then he wrote Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which... I've I've read uh, both of those, and so I I, I got to read the third one. I, I can't stop now. So uh, yeah, looking too. forward I hope to. He it. Talks a little bit about his time on um, on Burn Notice because I like. That now show that too. we've had Lucy Lawless, Ray Santiago, and Dana DeLorenzo on the show, I'd say there's a fair chance we can get him at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we need to round out the the main yeah. cast. We can't stop here. No. Right? There's yeah. one person missing from that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a bucket list, man, to get um, to get insulted by. I Bruce know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know he will. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll lay it on. Oh, <laughs> uh, that does it for the news. Right on. All right, let's move on to listener feedback. I'll go first. So this is from Matthew Rep, who says another great episode. Oh, this is about last week's episode, Trapped Inside, where we saw Cheryl a lot. Another great episode. Love seeing Cheryl again. She had the best line of the night. So do you think this was a nightly ritual for old Chet sneaking into Brock's place and rooting around his dead daughter's room? <laughs> I don't know. Can't wait for next episode. That is so creepy. If yeah. it is. Could be. He's a creepy <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a real creepy dude, but uh, really weird yeah. if he's doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris, I guess. Sure. Steve from Oklahoma writes, I love the podcast and was happy with the delayed reactions. Hearing others reactions to last week's episode after you all talked about the current one, I mean. Last night, it seemed that some of your emailers had already seen the episode, though. I have to watch the episode a little after they air. I received last night's podcast an hour after the show aired, and you had people talking about Chet's death scene and the preview for next week's episode. Are there others getting the episode early like you all are? I just want to know so that I don't waste your time listening to my voicemails. Thanks. So I believe that Stars puts the episodes out in their app Sunday morning, right? Yeah, because Tim said that yeah. uh, they, they can watch it up in Oregon. In the morning, yeah. yeah. So if you watch it on TV on Stars, it's Sunday night. But if you have a subscription to Stars and you go to their app or possibly their website, you, I think you can see it early in the day on Sunday. That's how that happened. And we just happened to record Sunday uh, night last week. But we don't have a set recording time. So right now it's actually Friday night. So we don't have any emails or anything from people about this week's episode. But that's how that happened. So just... Just write in whatever you want. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Write in whatever you want. But they, I guess Stars just does that kind of as a a bonus to their yeah, subscribers. Just, you know, they want to get thing. people's yeah. eyes on it. They don't have any reason to hold off, sure. I would say. Yeah. Cool. So, and this is one of those 
voicemails from Steve, the same Steve that he sent uh, about last week's episode. Here it is. Hey guys, it's Steve from Oklahoma. Just uh, wanted to call again and say, uh, loving the podcast, love what you guys do, and uh, loving Ash versus Evil Dead. This uh, last episode, Trapped Inside, was really good. Can't wait to listen to the podcast that you guys did. Uh, makes for a late night, though, staying up to watch The Walking Dead and then Ash versus Evil Dead. But anyway, uh, I think my favorite part of this episode today was uh, Kelly making the reference to Ghost Beater. <laughs> with uh, with Pablo. So anyway, can't wait to yeah. hear what you guys had to say about it and talk to you next week. I love that too. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I thought they'd forgotten about it because <laughs> there was an episode, a couple episodes back where I felt like they had an opportunity to use that and they didn't. And so I thought, ah, they just forgot about that. And then it came up again this time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, the Ghost Beaters. So funny. So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, <laughs> <Yeah>. but hilarious. <laughs> All right. That's it for emails and stuff. Thanks, you guys. Now it's time for next week on Ash vs. Evil Dead. All right. So next week on the program, the episode is called Ashy Slashy. It's directed by Tony Tilse, and this is the fifth episode he's done, so he's been around for a while. Uh, from IMDb, the description reads, Ruby, Kelly, and Pablo go to look for Ash and Ball in an abandoned asylum and encounter some crazy characters. They are all players in Ball's attempt to break Ash and find the Necronomicon. But did his plan work? Well, there you go. Hmm. Now we know yeah. it's an abandoned asylum, and that was them outside. That's right. So they're showing up for real, so, so it's a real place. It wasn't in his head. I mean, it was all probably hallucinatory, but it was a real place, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, that is our show, episode 23. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you want to give us a call, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at groovy at podcastica.com. And you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or at evildeadcast on Twitter. Please check out our other shows on the Podcastica Network at podcastica.com. You can find my Walking Dead podcast on there. You can find Chris's at talkingdeadpodcast.com. All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks.